0: What's happening everybody justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter and welcome to week five of my weekly nfl pick show for the 2016 2017 nfl season we're talking about week four we had a pretty successful week four except in the one area where i screwed up now let's talk about my straight up record for last week and overall on the season Last week, if you go by the picks that I made in the video, in the episode, I went 10-5. and I made a mistake in the straight-up pool, and that was in the Houston and Tennessee game. On video, and you can go back to last week's video around the 33-minute mark when I talked about Houston, Tennessee, I said I took Houston straight-up to win the game, so I must not have changed that in the actual pool because in the actual pool, I had Tennessee because originally I was gonna take Tennessee in an upset there and I changed the pick for when I recorded the video and the video pick was my official pick. But what I'm gonna do since I did make that mistake and I don't want the record that I say on video to be different than the one in the pick'em pool, I'm just gonna forfeit that win. So I'm forfeiting the win. I was forfeiting the confidence points anyway i got it wrong against the spread i think i may have even gotten it wrong over under no i think the over under i got right on that one but i'm just i'm gonna forfeit that win so we're gonna go with this last week i was nine and six i was actually ten and five but straight up we're gonna go last week i was nine and six still a successful week nine wins out of 15 games i will take that any day of the week 41 correct 22 incorrect straight up on the season that's the way we're gonna go with it and just pretend that I got the pick wrong. So 41 and 22 on the season, nine and six straight up. Against the spread and over under, I was also nine and six. So I will definitely take those numbers from a betting perspective. It was a definitely a successful week in week four. Nine and six against the spread, that has me 35 and 28 against the spread on the season. Nine and six over under has me 36 and 26 and one push over under on the season. Taking a look at the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks from week four, another very successful week there as well. Start with the bronze pick. I told you to take Arizona to beat Los Angeles. That did not happen. LA wins a close scoring, close game, 17 to 13. So that was a straight up loss. Against the spread, I told you to go LA plus eight, because eight points was going to be way too many. That definitely worked out. Los Angeles plus eight. They won the game outright. And over under, I told you to stay under 43 and a half points. That definitely worked out game that they only scored 30 so it was a straight up loss but an against the spread and over under win for the bronze pick the silver pick i told you to take minnesota to beat the giants on monday night football they did so handily in a two possession game 24 to 10 so that's a straight up win against the spread i told you to go minnesota minus four that worked out as well and over under i told you to stay under 43 and a half points same as the bronze pick And that worked out. So we swept the silver pick in week four. Excellent results there. We go to the gold pick. I told you to take Denver to beat Tampa Bay. That was a 20-point win for the Broncos in Tampa Bay. The second straight game in Tampa Bay to be affected by a weather delay. We'll have to keep our eye on that moving forward. So Denver wins that. It's a straight-up win in the gold pick. Against the spread, I told you to take Denver minus three, because I have no idea what Vegas was thinking on this game, but I'll take that money, thank you very much. Denver minus three, that's an against the spread win for the gold pick. Now, the over-under, I told you to go over 44.5, that didn't work out, they only scored 34 points, so that is an over-under loss on the gold pick, but we did win it straight up, as well as against the spread. And for the platinum pick, I told you to take the Cincinnati Bengals to beat Miami. They did so handily by 15 points, 22 to 7. It was an against the spread win because I told you to go Cincinnati -7. We lost on the over under again. All four of the games in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, you should have taken the under. That was my mistake. I apologize. Told you to go over 44 and a half, didn't work out, so that was an over under loss. So on the platinum pick, straight up win against the spread win, loss over under. I was 4 and 0 against the spread for the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks. That's awesome. We'll take that any day of the week. 3 and 1 straight up, although I did lose my second bronze pick of the season straight up. And over under, we were 2 and 2 on those picks. Taking a look at the straight-up private pick 'em pool, I remain in first place in that league, still have my lead. Actually, the lead extended a little bit. I believe it's up to 10 confidence points now. 362 out of 528 possible confidence points. That is a clip of 69%, and that has me as the overall leader. In week four, I picked up 75 out of 120 possible confidence points. That is a clip of 63% was not good enough to win the week. Shout out to our week four winner in the straight up pool, Brady's back, otherwise known as Garoppolo for MVP, Holly Gordon. She's been a listener of mine for a number of years, uh, very active on Twitter. We talk on Twitter quite a bit. And that might be the second straight week that Holly's won the straight up pool. Did she? No, sorry. I won the straight up pool last week. She won the against the spread pool uh, in, in week three. But hey, that's a great win for Brady's back, 11-4 and four straight up, 94 out of 120 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 78%, that's an excellent week. So shout out to Holly. Brady's back, Garoppolo for MVP, for winning week four, and to myself for remaining the overall leader. And now taking a look at the against the spread private pick'em pool, and it is a dog fight in that pool. It is a three way tie for first place in the against the spread pool. Three way tie at 35 and 28 between myself, Half Moon's picks, Stephen Coleman, another great prognosticator here on YouTube, as well as In a Minute Man. All three of us are in a three way deadlock for first place in that league at 35 and 28. That's a clip of 56%. In week four, again, I did go nine and six, so that's a clip of 60% against the spread in a week, and I'll take that any day of the week. Shout out to our week four winner, Holly Gordon. I mean, you are on an unbelievable hot streak here, Holly. It is really something to watch. Brady's back, otherwise known as Garoppolo for MVP. Holly Gordon wins the week, and that is her second straight win in the against the spread private pool, so Big time props. Go to Holly Gordon there. She was 11-4 and four against the spread last week. That's amazing. A 73% clip. That's great. She is right on our heels here in the against the spread pool. So again, Half Moon's picks myself and In a Minute Man are in a three-way deadlock in the against the spread uh, private pick'em pool. So shout out to those three folks for being in a three-way heat at the top and shout out to Holly Gordon, Brady's back Garoppolo for MVP for winning week four. Now I'll take a quick peek over in fantasy corner and I had an excellent week with my eight fantasy teams in week four. I went seven and one across those eight teams. It was an excellent week and it was exactly, it was just what the doctor ordered for my fantasy teams. Some of them have been struggling, but a 7 and 1 week will definitely take that one. Uh in the YouTube Prognosticators fantasy football league I did pull out the expected win over Gavin OC4. I got to shout out Gavin for a second because I guess he's having trouble accessing his team. So that definitely sucks and we'll see what we can do maybe about trying to get you back into your team, Gavin. So that's that's unfortunate there. So special shout out to Gavin for really dealing with a tough situation there. That evens my record in that league at 2-2. Two and two. My week five matchup is against Blue Roof Bandits. Now that is a projected win for me, but it's extremely close. It's just within a couple of points. And it may very well come down to whether or not I have Carson Palmer available. Carson Palmer, of course, suffering a concussion in week four it's a quick turnaround Arizona plays on Thursday night football so I don't know whether I'm going to have Palmer available if I have to go with Tyrod Taylor you know what it's going to be close so shout out to Gavin for last week's matchup and again for the unfortunate situation of having trouble getting into his team and shout out to Blue Roof Bandits I'm looking forward to an excellent week five matchup bring it on And I'll take the opportunity, as always, to remind you that if you're watching, listening on YouTube, go down into the description of the video. You're going to find all of my results from week four. You're going to find all of my picks for week five straight up against the spread and over under. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest straight up and against the spread pick'em pools for season five. It's not too late. Get in there. Get yourself a shout-out. If you win a week, you're going to get shouted out on the show for hundreds of people to hear. So, hey, why not do it? Get in those leagues if you're not in them as of yet. You're going to find that information down there. You're also going to find information on other high-quality NFL YouTube prognosticators who get on here and do this every single week, as well as a link to our Facebook page, the NFL YouTube Prognosticators. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, search NFL YouTube Prognosticators On Facebook the group is growing really quickly we're getting actually a lot of new members in the group it's really exciting so if you haven't joined up yet get yourself joined up we talk football every single day of the week there's lots of talk there's trash talk there's just fun content and that's just the hub for everybody's videos when they get them done so make sure you join the Facebook page get in on the fun so we've only got 14 games on tap this week so it's one fewer game than last week let's get into the picks We're going to start with that aforementioned Thursday night football game, which is the San Francisco 49ers playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. As I mentioned, the health of Carson Palmer could very well dictate who ends up winning this game. If Palmer's not in there, Arizona's going to have to go with Drew Stanton. That definitely hinders the value of guys like Larry Fitzgerald and John Brown and Michael Floyd. Although, Probably less so with a guy like Fitzgerald because he does run a lot of short routes, short passes, Fitzgerald a lot of yards after the catch. So somebody like him, he could see a huge volume of work if Drew Stanton is in there. If Carson Palmer's in there, then it should be business as usual for the Cardinals, even though so far this season, it's been anything but business as usual for a team that arguably should be close to undefeated and instead sits with, I believe, only one win. Even though Arizona has lost two straight, they've lost their only division game, they've lost their only game on the road so far this year, and San Francisco's one win has come within the division, I like the Cardinals in this game all day long, and my main reason for that, I think, is that San Francisco has, again, Blaine Gabbert really has not impressed me at all this season, that offense is good, not great they can do some things i don't think they're going to do a lot it is time for arizona's defense to step up this is a defense that a lot of people expected going into the season was going to be elite in the nfc one of the better defenses in the nfc that is not holding true at this point they're not even i I really they're not even really scratching the being the best defense in their own division i mean seattle's kind of got that locked up But it's arguable that they're not as good as Los Angeles right now. And they should be a better defense than Los Angeles. I'm just going to put that right out there. The big thing here for San Francisco is they've lost Navarro Bowman for the year. That is really going to hurt the run defense. And I think David Johnson is going to feast on this 49ers front seven Uh, if Arizona can get any kind of blocking for him whatsoever it's going to be a great day so I like Arizona in the Thursday night football game I'll take Arizona on the road to beat San Francisco on the line Arizona is a three-point favorite on the road it's really not that much to give up I'm going to tell you to go Arizona minus three on the line the total here sits at 42 points I was tempted to go under on this but to be perfectly honest Arizona's defense I think has lost the credibility to say that their game should be going under because the defense plays well enough to keep the other team off the board i think san francisco is going to score their points here i just think arizona is going to score a lot more i'm going to tell you to go over on this one 42 it's not a big number sure it's in the 40s but it's not a big big number i think it's going to go over here so arizona beats san francisco on the road arizona minus three on the line over 42 points let's go to detroit now where the surprisingly nfc north basement dwelling lions are gonna play host to the currently undefeated philadelphia eagles this just in the eagles are pretty good at football pretty simple in this one in a matchup where the offenses are arguably similar detroit scored 95 points philadelphia has scored 92 it's a game that's going to come down to defense Arguably, the Lions have the worst defense in their division. Statistically, that is the case. They've allowed five more points than have the Chicago Bears, surprisingly. Philadelphia, it's the best statistical defense in football right now. Philadelphia's allowing nine points a game. Let me say that again. Philadelphia is allowing nine points per game. They've won their only road game they are undefeated outside of their division they have not played a division game yet so they're undefeated outside the division i don't see any reason why philadelphia loses this game they've got that offense going and i'm gonna have to rely on their starting quarterback now in one of my fantasy leagues if i'm gonna be missing carson palmer for any length of time which hopefully i don't but hey you never know it is a two qb league so i may have to start leaning on him but I don't see any reason why Philadelphia loses this game. Uh, Detroit's a good team, but Detroit's got to figure out how to get one of their best playmakers, Golden Tate. How have you not figured out a way to get this guy involved in the offense? Like, he is an absolute afterthought in this offense, and it's shocking to me because he was the guy that kind of looked like the heir apparent, at least for this season, to, to Megatron, and that's just not happening. He is absolutely invisible out there. So unless they can get him going, I like Philadelphia here all day. High tempo offense, elite, unreal defense. I think this is Philly all day. I'm going to take Philadelphia, second straight road team to beat Detroit in Detroit. On the line, Philadelphia only favored by two and a half points. Jump on that line before it grows. Philadelphia minus two and a half all day. Total for this game is 46 points. Philly's only allowing nine points per game. I'm going to go under on this one, under 46 points. Detroit's defense is really not terrible. They just happen to have the worst statistical defense in their division, which just makes it look worse than it actually is. So uh, under 46 points, this could be a game where maybe only 30 points are scored. I just don't think Detroit's going to score very much. So we'll go under. So Philadelphia beats Detroit straight up. I like Philly minus two and a half on the line under 46 points let's go to Indianapolis now where the Colts are facing off with the Chicago Bears again the extremely disappointing Indianapolis Colts the curious case of the Indianapolis Colts they've got the best offense in that division they've got one of the better statistical offenses in fact in the AFC they just have the AFC's worst statistical defense and it's not close the Colts Two weeks ago, I believe it was, I said the Colts are in a must-win game. They have to win this game. They did. Then they went out and they lost last week. I'm going to say it again. The Colts are in a must-win game. If the Colts don't win this week, season could be over. They're already two games behind Houston. They're already two games behind the wild card, because right now the wild card spots in the AFC are held by Oakland and Baltimore at 3-1. So they're already two games behind in terms of the wild card. Indy's got to get it figured out. They should be better than this. Honestly, they should be where Houston is right now. There's no reason why the Colts should not be 3-1. and one. Oh, wait, yes there is. They can't play defense. So the Colts need to win this game. 100% outright I don't want to sound like I'm picking on them but the Colts need to win this game I think they do they're at home Chicago's on the road Chicago are arguably a better road team than they are a home team but they're winless on the road so far this year so I I have to take the Colts here and I think the Colts win this relatively handily so Colts win straight up they beat Chicago although you better watch that Jeremy Langford guy sorry not Jeremy Lang for Jordan Howard you might want to watch that Jordan Howard guy he's pretty good at football as evidenced by a 100 plus yard performance last week so I like the Colts straight up Indy is favored by four and a half points on the line Mm, do I want to hedge my bets I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hedge my bets look Indy needs to win this game they got to come out with fire I think they do I'll take Indy minus four and a half on the line maybe it's a little much maybe you might want to consider hedging your bets there but i like indy minus four and a half the total in this game is 47 and a half points i'm gonna say stay under on this one just because these two offenses the offense is good in indianapolis the defense is really bad chicago the offense is not great in fact it's the lowest statistical offense in the entire nfc And the defense is not great. But for some reason, 47.5 points, it seems like too much for me. Maybe, maybe sort of. I think I'm actually going to change that on the fly. I'm going to tell you to go over on that one, over 47.5 points in Indy Chicago. So, Indy straight up, Indy minus 4.5 on the line, and changing things as we go. This game is being developed as we play it. Over 47.5 points. Let's go to Miami now, where the Dolphins are playing host to the Tennessee Titans in a game that could potentially be canceled due to lack of interest. But instead, no. You know what? That's unfair. This is actually going to be a really exciting game. It's two teams that are having problems playing defense right now, whose offenses are not great, but are certainly due to get a boost for, by virtue of the opponent that they're playing. Dolphins have won their only home game. Tennessee's 1-1 one one on the road, so they've won on the road this season. Titans haven't won within the conference, Miami has. Both teams are 1-2 outside of their own division. Tennessee can run the ball, Miami can't. Miami can throw the ball a little bit, Tennessee can't. Neither team can really stop the pass, neither team can really stop the run. I think this is going to be an offensive as hell game. And ladies and gentlemen, I have zero faith in the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go with Tennessee in the upset. I think Miami is a well-coached team that, for whatever reason, can't put it together. I like Tennessee better at quarterback. I like Tennessee better at running back. I like Miami better at wide receiver. I don't like either of the defenses, but I like Tennessee. Call it an upset if you want. I'm going to take the Titans on the road to beat Miami in a game that I think is going to display no defense whatsoever, so I'll take Tennessee in a bit of a shootout. On the line, Miami is three and a half point favorites at home. Do not take that. Take Tennessee plus three and a half. Even if you don't think Tennessee is going to win the game, hedge your bets because I think it's going to be close. So I like Tennessee straight up. I'll take Tennessee plus three and a half on the line. The total here is 43 and a half. Do yourself a favor and take the over. These are not good offenses, but they're really not good defenses. And I think points are going to be put up in this game in bunches. Take over 43 and a half. So Tennessee straight up tennessee plus three and a half on the line over 43 and a half all right i like this i like how this is going let's pick up the pace minnesota going to be playing host for the second week in a row this time playing host to the houston texans Minnesota was incredibly impressive to me under the bright lights of Monday Night Football last night against the New York Giants. Now granted, the Giants are not having a great season right now, but they're not having a bad season. They were 2-1 and one going into last night's game, and they were absolutely outclassed by an elite defense and an offense that knows how to move the football, move the chains, get first downs. That trade for Sam Bradford could wind up being massive for a team that could win the Super Bowl this year. Oh my God, did I just say that? Did I just say the Minnesota Vikings could win the Super Bowl this year? I definitely just said that. Write it down and remember where you heard it. The Minnesota Vikings could very easily at least represent the NFC If not, win the Super Bowl this year. It's going to be tough sledding against a team like Philadelphia, but that's a game that I want to see in a big, bad way. Minnesota and Philadelphia in the NFC Championship game? Yes, please. Defense first. What a game that would be. In any case, let's get back to this one. Minnesota, great showing last night. On all sides of the ball. Bradford moved the ball well. They ran the ball well with McKinnon and Asiata when they let him get some touches. But McKinnon basically as the feature back. I think Minnesota looked great last night. You take a look at the other side. Houston, they're a team that, look, they're doing well. They're 3-1. and one, But they're still being outscored in general on the season. Giving up 73 points while only scoring 69. It's worth pointing out, all three of Houston's wins this season have come at home. It's also worth pointing out that they did win their only non-conference game. Houston can definitely run the ball. They're putting up a little over a buck ten per game on the ground, but try running into that Minnesota front seven. And if you want to try throwing the ball, Brock Osweiler, try throwing against that secondary. That secondary last night made Eli Manning look not good. And if they're going to make Eli Manning look not good, they're going to make Brock Osweiler look not good. I like the Vikings here all day, every day. I'm going to take Minnesota at home. Minnesota is going to move to five and oh, holy cow. Five, by the way, is the same number of points they are favored by on the line. Minnesota minus five. And I like that. I'm going to tell you to take Minnesota minus five in this football game. The total is 39 and a half. That's a low total. I'm still going to tell you to go under on it because guess what? Houston can play themselves some defense as well. Houston's no pushover when it comes to defense, even without J.J. Watt. This is a team that can play some defense. Their secondary is pretty good. Their front seven is pretty good. They can get a pass rush on you, even without J.J. Watt. So it is conceivable that this is going to be a pretty low-scoring trench battle, uh, really focused on the run game. So uh, 39.5 points, I'm going to tell you to go under on it. But I like Minnesota straight up to beat Houston. Minnesota minus five under 39.5 points. Then we come to arguably the most intriguing matchup of the week, and that is the Denver Broncos playing host to the Atlanta Falcons. One of the best defenses in football, taking on right now statistically far and away the best offense in football. Now, the one place that you can kind of get to Denver's defense is on the ground. They're the only team in the top five in terms of statistical total defense. They're the only team to be giving up more than 100 yards per game on the ground. They're giving up just under a buck 14 per game. Of those top five teams, of course, Denver's secondary is ranked number one in football, but you can run on them. So Atlanta, I think, is going to, formulate a game plan here that is really focused on devonta freeman and tevin coleman mixing it up with those two thunder and lightning if you will i think that has to be the game plan here for atlanta if they try to take it to the air they're gonna have to do it in a very smart way because that denver secondary is opportunistic and they feast So they're really going to have to be careful with what they do with the ball through the air. Now, Matt Ryan is off to an unbelievable start to the season, so it's not like he's some kind of shrinking violet back there, but you really got to be careful because you're playing with fire with that Broncos secondary. So if Atlanta keeps the game on the ground... It gives them a great chance to win here, especially not really knowing who's going to be playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. As of right now, I don't have an injury report right in front of me on Trevor Simeon. Whether he'll be able to play this week or not is still a question mark to me. If you're looking for my opinion on which quarterback would play, I think you start Paxton Lynch. Let's assume best case scenario for Trevor Simeon. Let's say it's just like a bruise. Or something, or like, you know, not certainly not like a sprain or any kind of significant shoulder injury, certainly not a collarbone issue or anything like that. Let's assume it's just like a bruise or something, because they did say he probably could have come back into the game, but the score was such that it didn't make any sense. Even if we assume the best, with what Paxton Lynch did when he came into the game last week, 170 yards and a touchdown on no notice for a rookie why would you start the guy with the bruised shoulder simply put this is not a must win game for the broncos they're not in a situation where they're like two and two or something like that and they like really need this win they're four and and their games have not been particularly close they're winning by an average of 12 points a game as far as i'm concerned it's home it's a great situation put your rookie out there give simian another week to kind of just get even if it is only a bruise give him another week to kind of you know just get it feeling right again before you put him back out there i understand he's still your starting quarterback he should still be your starting quarterback but why would you start the quarterback with the bruised shoulder to me to me that's playing with fire with your starting quarterback i wouldn't do it then again if i were a coach i think i'd be a little more on the conservative side when it came to injuries if it was me I'd be starting Paxton Lynch. That's just me. What do you guys think? Who do you think Gary Kubiak and the Broncos should be starting in this game? If Simeon is quote-unquote healthy, should he be starting? Would you be starting Paxton Lynch in what is pretty well a plus matchup against the Falcons secondary? Speaking of, whichever quarterback starts for Denver, it's a plus matchup against the Falcons secondary. The Falcons are giving up 317 per game through the air. They're a pretty decent run defense, giving up just over 100 per game, but 317 through the air, woohoo! Yet another reason why I would be starting Paxton Lynch. In a matchup of offense versus defense, I always tend to skew a little bit more towards the defenses. Defense wins championships as far as I'm concerned. The games in Denver. I like the Broncos. Atlanta historically has not been a team that has traveled incredibly well. Now, look, they're off to a great start this season, so that could very well be changing. That could now be old hat, but I would need to see them do it against a team like Denver. I'll tell you this. If Atlanta beats Denver in Denver, Atlanta should start talking Super Bowl, certainly talking playoffs. Because if you beat Denver in Denver, you a bad bunch of players. In this case, bad means good. But I'll take Denver straight up to beat Atlanta in the battle of Billy B versus Hatbox. So I'll take Denver straight up. So I'll I'll, I'll go with Billy B on this one. On the line, Denver right now is favored by six points. That seems like a big spread to me, which really makes me want to go Atlanta plus six. But the potential always sits there for Atlanta's defense to lay an absolute egg. Do I think they're going to? Probably not. But the potential is there, especially in Denver. That's a very, very difficult building to play in. This is a difficult spread. I can't argue with you if you want to go either way on this spread. If I think Denver's going to win the game, I think I'm going to go with Denver on this one. So I'll go Denver minus six, even though that is a big spread and it's uncomfortable to me. The over under in this game sits at 47 points. Denver's games, I think they tend to skew a little higher scoring in Denver. So I think I'm going to go with the over on this one. It's 47 points. It's a relatively big number. It's not the biggest number that we're going to talk about, but I'll go over on it over 47. So... Denver beats Atlanta straight up. I like Denver minus six on the line, but that's a coin flip and over 47 points. The Dallas Cowboys are gonna be playing host to the Cincinnati Bengals in as it has been lovingly referred to, Jerryland, I believe it was called on the uh, the the prognosticator's Facebook page, which I really enjoyed, Jerryland instead of Disneyland. And for my interpretation on this game, I take you to a comment that I just made on the NFL YouTube Prognosticator's Facebook page, which I will read at this point verbatim. The original thread, the original comment was an expression of not understanding why the against the spread Line in this game was so close, it's only like one point either way. In some places, it's a pick 'em. My response was this I can't say that I'm surprised the line is this close. I think this game is a pick'em. Bengals still haven't really figured out how to get the run game going, even against one of the worst run defenses in the league. 13 of their 19 first downs against Miami came through the air. Only four of them actually came on the ground. That's not in the comment, but it's an aside. They were super bad on third down, 20%. I believe they were three for 15 And all that passing, which granted their pass attack is really good, is still only translating to under 20 points a game because they can't run the ball effectively. The Bengals are an average run defense going up against what has been to this point an elite run offense. If this comes down to a time of possession game, I like Dallas's chances. And I think ultimately that's where I'm gonna settle on this one. If the game was in Cincinnati, I would probably be a different tune. Just like if the Atlanta Denver game was in Atlanta instead of Denver, I would probably certainly be going with Atlanta against the spread, but I might even be going with them straight up. Where the game is played matters. This will be the first non-conference game for both of these teams. The Cowboys are hot right now. They've won three straight games after dropping the opener. Statistically speaking, they're the best offense in that division and I think they're going to have a time running the football in this game run 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 and run some more so I like Dallas at home if the game was in Cincinnati I'd probably take Cincinnati but that's how close I think this game is going to be I like Dallas at home to beat Cincinnati on the line Dallas a one-point underdog at home I would say take that I think Dallas is going to win that's who I'm going to take if it's a pick em, i like dallas i'd take them so dallas plus one on the line dallas straight up to win the game over under in this game it's at 45 points i'm going to tell you to take the under because i think again i think it's going to be run 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 that drains a lot of clock i think ultimately you run out of time to get up over 45 points so i'll take the under in that one dallas beats cincinnati straight up dallas plus one against the spread under 45 points san diego versus oakland in oakland which would i would say would be like a a home team for both games or for both teams rather if it wasn't oakland and their fans weren't um really really scary uh so oakland hosting this game and this is going to be a fun game because neither one of these teams play any kind of defense whatsoever so this is going to be a real fun game Uh, I think this is the largest number that we're going to look at this week. It's the only one thus far, anyway, that is over 50 points. I like Oakland in this one based on the fact that it is in Oakland. I really don't trust San Diego. They gave it away last week against Breeze and the Saints. That's a game that they should have won. Now they're going to go into Oakland, a difficult building to play in, and play a Raiders team that, again, not great on defense, certainly not great on defense, but they got a quarterback back there that loves to generate comebacks. So even if San Diego gets out to a lead at no point is San Diego going to feel safe in this game. I like Oakland straight up to beat San Diego in Oakland on the line. Oakland is favored by four points. I'm going to tell you to take that Oakland minus four over San Diego, the over under, as I mentioned, 50 and a half points, I'm going to say go over on it. Neither one of these teams can play defense. So go over on that total in a big, bad way. Oakland beats San Diego. Oakland minus four on the line, over 50 and a half points. The Buffalo Bills will cross the country into LA to play the Rams. And this is going to be a fun game. This is the first time that... Los Angeles is going to be facing a team outside of their conference. Obviously, they're 3-1 and one against the NFC. They've done very well. Let's see how they're going to do against an AFC team. Buffalo has already won their only game against an NFC opponent. They've won two straight games. The offense is looking better. Tyrod Taylor, he's looking better. LaShawn McCoy looking way better. This Bill's offense is kind of cooking a little bit and they've got some momentum i've talked about it before rex ryan is a front runner so is his brother when they're going good it's going great when it goes bad you almost can't get it back that's just the live by the sword die by the sword rex ryan coaching philosophy despite the fact that the rams are three and one they are still getting outscored in total on the season so that was of course Attuned to one blowout loss because they've won three straight games, but they are still getting outscored in general. Buffalo is outscoring opponents in general. I think Buffalo moves the ball better. Todd Gurley he's starting to get you know back into rhythm and starting to look like a, the player that everyone expected him to be. But Lashawn McCoy has really turned a corner. He's running hard. That Buffalo offense they're going even though they don't have Sammy Watkins. I like Buffalo in this game, to be perfectly honest. Even though the game's in LA, I like the Bills. Maybe call it an upset if you want to. I like the Bills to beat the Rams in Los Angeles. On the line, Los Angeles, a two and a half point favorite at home. I'm going to tell you to go with the underdogs in that one. Even if they lose, I think this is going to be an extremely close, close game. Both of these teams are going to get their points. So Buffalo two and a half on the line, I feel very good about that. So take Buffalo plus two and a half. Total in this game is 40 points even. I'll tell you to go over on it. It's two really good defenses, but it's two offenses that are starting to get better. And even though it is still Case Keenum back there, Los Angeles is starting to figure it out in terms of how to score some points. So I think 40 points It's deceptive. I think this is going to not go over it by a ton, but I think it's going to go over it. So... I like Buffalo to beat Los Angeles. I like Buffalo plus two and a half and over 40 points. And the last game we're going to look at before we get into the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week five sees the Carolina Panthers playing host to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Very simple story in this game. Carolina is in a position where they need to win. Even if you don't have Cam Newton available in this game, you got to win you got to win you have to find a way your defense needs to step up you're playing a team that can't really play defense i think this is going to be a very high scoring game but carolina you gotta find a way you gotta figure it out i don't care if you're throwing a kelvin benjamin 20 times you gotta figure out how to win because you're falling behind you're basically in the indianapolis colts position you're falling behind and if you fall behind much more you're not going to be able to come back from it. So Carolina, I love them this week because I think it's do or die. I think it's desperation. And I think Carolina is going to rise to the occasion. I like the Panthers to beat the Bucks at home on the line. Carolina favored by six points. I can't give them the luxury of that anymore. So even though Tampa Bay really can't play defense very well, I'm going to go with the Bucks plus six and hedge my bets. Maybe that's a mistake. There is no total in this game yet. Vegas has not released one. Whatever the total is, go over on it because Carolina's defense has played terribly these last couple of weeks. Tampa Bay's defense is just terrible in general. Jameis Winston can put up points. So can Carolina, especially if Cam Newton is back there. So whatever the total is, just go over on it. So Carolina beats Tampa Bay straight up. I like uh, Tampa Bay, sorry, plus six on the line and over whatever the total eventually is all right kids let's do it platinum gold silver and bronze picks for week five let's get into it the bronze pick where i am two and two straight up two and two against the spread but a very respectable three and one over under sees the baltimore ravens play host to the washington redskins baltimore three and one currently co-leading the afc north with the pittsburgh steelers and it's a very very familiar tune for ravens fans defense playing bend but not break Right now, actually, they're statistically the best defense in that division. But, I mean, I would say that there's probably at least one team in there, the Cincinnati Bengals, that objectively probably have a better defense. But they're playing bend but don't break. They're giving up fewer than they're scoring, and that's what matters. The Ravens did lose last week to lose their undefeated record. Little surprisingly, they are 2-0 and on the road. Baltimore, not traditionally a very good road team, but they're 2-0 and so far this year betting against the Redskins has not worked out overly well for me the last couple of weeks they've won two games in a row they've evened their record at two and two and as much as I like picking on them you're starting to get to a position where you got to start respecting this Washington offense they're actually doing pretty well they're inside the top half of the league in terms of points scored Still struggling a little bit to run the ball. They're only number 20 overall in terms of rush yards per game. They'd like to see that come up a little bit. But this is a top five pass offense right now. 287 yards through the air per game. Washington's problem is and always will be, it seems, their defense. You can run on this defense. You can carve up that secondary, especially now with no D'Angelo Hall, arguably the second best member of their secondary behind Josh Norman. That's a problem, and I think it's going to continue to be a problem this week. I like Baltimore at home to beat Washington Washington I don't believe oh actually they did they did win their only road game so far I thought they were I didn't think they won their road game but it turns out they did so they are 1-0 on the road that's worth taking into consideration as well as Baltimore they have lost a home game so far this year but I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens are going to be able to do pretty well whatever they want on offense, and it's going to be Washington's uh, responsibility to try to keep up. Don't think that's going to happen. I like Baltimore. On the line, the Ravens are only favored by 3.5 points at home. That's not too many. I'm going to tell you to take that. So Baltimore straight up, and Baltimore minus 3.5 on the line. The total in this game is 46.5. I would say take the over on that one pretty comfortably. Washington's defense, certainly nothing to write home about. And Baltimore, as I mentioned, kind of a bend but don't break. Washington's going to get their yards and they're going to get their points. 46 and a half, I think it's too many. So for the bronze pick, I like Baltimore to beat Washington straight up. I like Baltimore minus three and a half on the line. And I like over 46 points. My silver pick where I am 4-0 straight up and most effectively, most surprisingly, 4-0 against the spread. Extremely happy with that. Also 2-2 over under, so hey, we're 500, can't hate that. The Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to the New York Jets and typically I would not have this game anywhere near this high because I think this is going to be a trench battle, a lower scoring trench battle, defensive battle, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, what's up? buddy like i mean one game is a blip on the radar but when you've thrown nine interceptions in two games that's a problem a big problem and Pittsburgh's defense finally showed up and looked like they were an actual NFL defense last week they've got Le'Veon Bell back I think they're going to be able to run the ball even though that Jets run defense that front seven is very good for the Jets they're secondary also nothing to sneeze at so I think this is going to be a low scoring game but I like the Steelers at home here if the game was in New York I probably, well, I certainly wouldn't have put this in the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, but I may have even been tempted to go with the Jets in the upset, but I like Pittsburgh here based on it being at home. Steelers straight up. On the line, Pittsburgh favored by seven points. That's too many in what I think is gonna be a low-scoring game, so I'm gonna tell you to hedge your bets there and go with the Jets plus seven. Total in this game, 48.5 points. Under, 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 under. If Pittsburgh plays anywhere near... What they played on defense last week, this game will stay under 48 and a half. That is criminal. That is way too many for this game. So Pittsburgh beats the Jets straight up. I like the Jets plus seven on the line under 48 and a half points. That's the silver pick. The gold pick where I'm four and zero straight up three and one against the spread and two and two over under sees the New England Patriots traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. The only thing I'm going to say about this game, Tom Brady. New England straight up beats Cleveland in Cleveland. I like New England minus 10 on the line. There's no line too big for this game, quite frankly. Sure, it's Brady's first game, but it's Cleveland and it's Brady. So New England beats Cleveland straight up. New England minus 10 on the line, 46 and a half points. I think that's too many, actually, because I don't think New England gains anything by running up the score on Cleveland. So I don't think they'll end up doing that and cleveland is playing what is still an underrated patriots defense i think they're going to really struggle to score points right now the patriots they're the best statistical defense in their division they're one of the best statistical defenses in fact in terms of points allowed they are the best statistical defense in the afc so i don't think cleveland's going to score a ton of points here for a team that's only scored 74 points in four games I like the under in that one 46 and a half points to me it's too many new England beats Cleveland straight up new England minus 10 on the line under 46 and a half points that's the gold pick and the platinum pick there's only one left four and straight up two and two against the spread unfortunately only one and three over under so we're going to try to start turning that around the Green Bay Packers playing host to the New York Giants Green Bay coming off of their bye week New uh, New York on a short week having played in Monday night football. And this is another one of those games where the offense is being equal. I tend to defer to the team that has the better defense and the Packers are an underrated defense. If it weren't for Minnesota and how great Minnesota's defense has been Green Bay would be far and away the best defense in their division. But of course, there's, you know, there's that little thing called Minnesota, but Green Bay. I think the offenses are, again, I think they're equal, even though the Giants are going to have trouble running the football sort of from here on out until Rashad Jennings comes back, though they did get a rush touchdown last night from their player that's got an awesome name, but I can't remember what it is right now. But he scored a rush touchdown last night on Monday Night Football. But I like the Packers here. I think overall on offense, they've got more weapons. If they can do anywhere near what minnesota did last night in keeping odell beckham making more sideline arguments than catches on the field then i think they're going to have an excellent night i like the packers here all day twice on sunday hopefully green bay beats the giants on the line green bay favored by seven points but that's too many the giants defense is nothing to sneeze at they are good they can get pressure on aaron Rodgers. That Green Bay offensive line, hopefully they rested up on their bye week because they're going to have a, an interesting day on Sunday. So I like the Giants plus seven here. I think they can keep it close enough, but I do like Green Bay to still win the game outright. Total here is 48 and a half points. It's too many. Take the under on this one. Because again, if they can't get Odell Beckham Jr. going, New York is going to struggle to put up their points. Green Bay is a good offense, but not a great one. They should be a great one on paper, but they just don't seem to have it all together just yet. So 48 and a half points, to me, it's too many. Take the under. Green Bay straight up. New York Giants plus seven on the line. Under 48 and a half points. That is the platinum pick. No comments from SoundCloud this week, so we're going to go back to YouTube for the comment of the week from the week four video. The comment of the week from week four comes from Sean P. Hang with Sean, another NFL YouTube prognosticator, who commented on the video last week, Listening to you discuss Garoppolo being 11-5 and 5 ATS and how great that is when I was 13-3 and 3 ATS this week in Geo's pool, but that's none of my business. Sean, you're not wrong. You're absolutely right. You were 13-3 and 3 in week three, and that's excellent. You didn't do it in my pool. If it was done in my pool, I would have mentioned it, and you would have won, and I would have been singing your praises for 13-3, and 3 because that's a fantastic week. It wasn't in my pool. I can't make mention of it, but it is worth noting you were 13-3 and three in week three, which was excellent. But hey, consolation prize. You were my comment of the week from the week four video. Thank you very much, Sean. All right, folks, that is going to do it for week five in the NFL. Going to get you out of here now on my CFL picks for week 16 in the CFL season. Last week, finally got back on track here went 3 and 1 in the CFL in week 15 which was great we're back up to an even record of 10 and 10 In the CFL in week 16, I like Ottawa at home to beat Saskatchewan. I like BC on the road to beat Winnipeg. I like Edmonton on the road to beat Montreal. And I like Toronto at home to beat Calgary, a team that's got nothing to play for. That's it for me. Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Week five is in the books. Thank you very much for watching and listening. And we'll see you again in week six. Good luck this week. Thank mm-hmm. you.